Hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for joining us. This is a turn of events where we help put a positive spin on the future of your business. I'm Annette Naif, the CEO and Creative Director of Naif Productions. We are a strategic event planning company. We specialize in corporate, social, nonprofit, and weddings. Uh, we are based in New York City, but we are actually going to be opening another office here soon, which I'm going to be announcing, which I'm very excited about. Um, we have a Facebook group. If you are an event or wedding planner and you are looking to start your own business or you are struggling in your current business, join us over at the Event Planner Society. It's an amazing group. We have a really, really amazing group. We don't let vendors in. I love my vendors, but we want to keep it just event and wedding planners. I am going to be doing a workshop on pricing and marketing and how to get clients and how do you talk to the clients, all kinds of great stuff. January, the first week of January, we're going to be doing a workshop, which I haven't done in a few months because I've been pretty busy with events. If you are, have a live event and you still want to do virtual, we are doing virtual, uh, but most of our clients are going to live, which we're very excited about. Um, but we can help you with a live event. We can coach you on what it looks like, take you to a virtual event or hybrid. Um, and we're here to help you. So please reach out to us. So my next guest, which I'm really excited about, Larissa McCook. She is a master results coach, board des designated trainer of neurolinguistic. I practice that because I wanted to make sure, programming and CEO of, of Abundance Academy. She helps motivated entrepreneurs stop spinning their wheels, overcome anxiety, and banish limiting beliefs so they can free themselves to unapologetically create the life and business they want and love with ease, joy, and flow. I love that so much. She also has a book. We're going to talk about that, but let me introduce Larissa. Hello, my dear. Hello, how are you? I'm awesome. I, I'm awesome. We are going to talk about um, procrastination, right? Release the pressure of perfection and free yourself for the success you desire. I, you know, I am um, a perfectionism, right? What's what we're going to talk about. I am horrible at that because obviously I own an event business and okay. I everything needs to be perfect. The client expects it and we expect it. So it is a bit of a challenge. So why don't you, I'm so happy that you're here because it is a pretty good topic. I know a lot of people suffer from it and they don't even know that they do. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself, your business and what led you to becoming a master results coach. Amazing. Well, I grew up, um, way back in the day, really, really immersed in the Ukrainian culture. And we, it was what I knew. It was the only life I had. And when I started getting into other avenues and getting into um, other worlds, I realized how limited my view really was. Um, my grandparents, they were immigrants, as many of ours are, and they worked their fingers to the bone. They instilled that work ethic into me. And also along the way, they there was this whole element of scarcity and of guilt, Eastern European guilt. That's a, a big thing in our culture. Mm -hmm. And so these were lies I bought into. I felt like I wasn't good enough. Um, yeah. The things I was doing wasn't good enough. And I always had to keep doing more and more and more and doing it better and better. I would... I was the kid that would punish myself for not having straight A's on my report card or straight A pluses before <laughs> I would even show my mother. I'd be like, okay, here's my punishment. And like, that's, that's crazy. And that is crazy. Yeah, it is. And so I ultimately, I didn't feel worthy. And I think a lot of people can really relate to that because all we want to do is we want to be accepted. We want to feel worthy. Sure. We want to be loved. And uh, that wasn't the case. And at some point, my mother, my mom and my dad, they split up. My mom remarried and she entered a, a more toxic relationship with a man who was verbally abusive, physically abusive and emotionally abusive. Yes. And that really took a toll that that jaded my perception of what family was supposed to be, of yeah. what you were supposed to do. And it, it, it always had to be good. It got to the point where um, it really impacted me personally. And so there was a lot of that inferiority and my ability to be present really didn't happen until, until later when I started living in gratitude, recognizing the blessings I did have 
because I was so focused on everything that was wrong and exploding in my life Yeah. versus the opportunities. And I think I, I've had so many blessings, as I'm sure you have and many of the viewers have. I mean, I love my current husband. I We had the dream wedding in Europe. It's nice. all over YouTube. It's been aired internationally on TV. The, the wedding nice. was beautiful. That's exciting. Uh, uh, we, I had a medical condition. I was able to overcome it using a new belief system and the power to choose. And it really taught me that you got to keep the best of your past and bring forward what you really need and what will serve you and right. handle the choices that you're making without overwhelm, trust yourself. And this this whole time, all of these little influences, I started getting into the world of personal growth. And these were things that I would drip, drip into my life and, and gradually start recognizing. And several years ago, I was reintroduced to a new mentor and I, I was in a job I loved. I was, um, I just had a baby and things were going well, yet there was this satisfaction. I didn't have a sense of satisfaction with my life. It's like, yes, I've got a house, I've got a car. I've got a great position. I make good money. I love my clients. I love the people I work with. And there's still something inside that's not, that I'm not fulfilled with. And yeah. I remember we were sitting in a cafe and my husband, we there was an opportunity to step into this world that I'm in right now. My husband, who's not confrontational, he's very calm, very relaxed. He stood up and towered over me <laughs> and said, Larissa, if you keep doing what you're doing, are you going to get to where you really want to be? Like, from the day I've met you, this is all you've talked about is doing this kind of work. And I hadn't even had it in my awareness. That's how, yep. that's how far deep in my, my world I was. It was out of my awareness, yet everyone else around me saw it. Everyone else around me heard me talking about these things with passion. I didn't even recognize it. And so that was my big wake-up call. I shifted careers and haven't turned back since. So. Yeah. I can relate to a lot of that. I come from a same familiar background and family background, which is not fun. So I, I, mm -hmm. I, I understand that. Um, and I know when I was starting my business, I never thought in a million years, there's a lot of people that are in a Facebook group that I have with the wedding and event planners. And they're all, there's a lot of them that want to start their own business. And it's scary. And I know I was there. Um, and I never, ever had, I didn't have parents who were entrepreneurs. You know, yeah. they're the nine to fivers. They make hardly any money and they're just making ends meet. And that's how I was raised. So to be an entrepreneur, I had a really good job. I was making a lot of money. I had my own driver. I had a beautiful office overlooking Times Square. I mean, it was a dream, but I was miserable. I, you know, I had all these things that looked great. I had great new shoes every month and I was all excited about that, but I wasn't happy. I was miserable. So I'm, I'm, you know, it is, it is something that takes a lot for us to do that. But, um, and I'm, you know, always wanting to follow the rules. I'm one of those girls, right? So um, I can totally relate to that. So I, it is great to, to jump out of your, your comfort zone and do something different. So I, I applaud you for that. I think it's really wonderful. Okay. So let's talk about perfectionism and how does it play out in people's lives? What does it look like? Yeah, I think perfectionism, like you said, you're like, you're in the event planning business. And yes. it's it's all about making these moments beautiful for people to see and to experience. And while it's, yes, high standards are important. Perfectionism is often seen as a really positive trait in our world. Mm -hmm. And it's seen as something that can really increase your chances of success. However, when you have this perfectionism identity, I'm going to call perfectionism an identity, and you see yourself as a perfectionist, you're never going to be good enough. There's always going to be something you need to do. There will be self-defeating thoughts and behaviors that just make it harder and harder to achieve goals. And right. the goals you have are going to be impossible to achieve because it's like, well, sure, this is spectacular, but I could have done better. Sure, this is an amazing thing and people are thanking me, but why didn't I do this? You're always going to notice the deficiencies instead of actually noticing the good things. And sometimes we wear this label of perfectionism as a badge of honor. Right. And we get obsessed with it. I mean, when people are like, oh yeah, I'm a perfectionist. It's like, raise your hand. Oh yeah, I'm a perfectionist. I know it's bad, but yeah, I can't help myself. <laughs> and 
I, it, I just want to put my earmuffs on. I'm like, earmuffs, earmuffs, okay? Yeah. I, I put my, my son, put your earmuffs on to the bad things in the world. And right. I think having the identity of perfectionism is one of those earmuff things for me because it doesn't mean you can't, you can't have this extremely high standard and create beauty, but when you take it on, you're just never going to be good enough. And ultimately, whether you're religious or not, God created us with the image of perfection. The universe, spirit, whatever you call it, we are all here for a reason, and we were ultimately created perfectly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if we are aspiring to always be perfection or be, be these perfectionists, yet we don't recognize the perfection that we are, where we're almost negating who we are as human beings. And so I think this is something I really want to point out that perfectionism isn't an identity. It's not something that you can do. You can, you are already perfect. And as simple as that seems, it's almost like taking a step back and recognizing the perfection within you so that you can let go of all this little mental chatter. It's like the little voices inside your head. It's you negating all the compliments that people are giving you, not being able to perform tasks unless you can do them absolutely perfectly, leading to procrastination and not getting anything done. Right. And so much of us miss out on life and or just take way too much time to complete things because instead of taking imperfect action, we're waiting to do it right. Yeah, exactly. And what is right, right? I mean- It's just that's a hallucination, right? Like- Exactly. Right. So I'm going to bring this back to the event industry because obviously that's my life. But yeah. you know, when I'm putting together something and we're producing an event, we have this vision of what it should look like or what we think it's going to look like for the client. And we bring that all together. And nine times out of 10, it doesn't turn out exactly like that because something might go wrong, right? There might be something that, um, let me just close this here that I don't hate, hate dinging in the, in the conversation. So um, something might go wrong and, you know, it's plan B. It's always plan B, C, and D when it comes to events. But that's okay because nobody really knows as long as the client is able. I've learned that you have to just go with the flow and be uh, really patient with yourself when you're going through an event. It may not be the perfect, like the linens didn't come in the right exact color that you had in your head, um, or the flowers weren't set up exactly what you thought it was going to be, but you can't change anything once you're there. So you just kind of chalk it up to a different kind of communication, maybe. Think about, take notes on what had happened that made it that way. And so again, it might not be perfect and something else might happen the next time. So I could do the same event in the same venue with the same client and always something else goes wrong each time. So it just, it never, you never know. So I've had to learn how to, you know, be gentle with myself with those things because it can really tear you up and th it's no point because, you know, we're not doing brain surgery here. So it's well, and honestly, everything happens for a reason. For a reason and exactly. when we're in the moment, because your, your world, it's like you do your planning, but then it's like, it's game day. You, you have right. to course correct. And yeah. one thing that's guaranteed is that not everything you have planned is going to go the way you have planned. However, even though it may not seem perfect according to your plan, right. everything happens for a reason. And my favorite thing that Steve Jobs says is you can't connect the dots looking forwards. You can only connect them looking backwards. And so when you obtain the learning or the lesson from whatever goes wrong exactly in any aspect of your life whether it's an event or whether it's your business or whether it's even something in your family life right that's that's the moment where you have the ability to make a new choice or make a new decision or really get the benefit out of that because yeah. everything happens for a reason i totally agree 100 percent. so what are some of the side effects of perfectionism yeah so you know when when you get into this perfectionist tendency or take on this perfectionist identity, there are, you start to definitely have a lot of self-talk, right? And that self-talk can lead to worry. It can lead to doubt. It can lead to you having negative and preconceived notions of yourself. That That's 
mental chatter that goes on in your mind, in your right. heart and in your body, you start to feel really, really bad. You start to um, feel inadequate. You start to get nervous. You start to just feel horrible about yourself. Right. And that can lead to this, um, this discomfort. And in the physical body, okay, so we have like mind emotions and the spirit and the physical body, it often leads to things like anxiety. Yeah. And anxiety is actually suppressed um, emotion. And when you keep suppressing your emotion, that leads to things like depression and other, other challenges. And when we keep suppressing these things or ignoring them or brushing them off, or even looping the negative stories in our head, right? Like a hamster wheel, we loop the negative yeah. stories and let's just replay them and exacerbate them. They, they can lead to physical issues. They can lead to health issues. Like you're not going to be sleeping very well. You're going to be worried. You're going to snap at your husband or at your kids when you get home. Right. You'll um, hold it together and have to run into in a closet during an event just to almost scream your head off in a pillow or just to ball your face off for five minutes because you don't even know what to do. You don't yeah. know what the next step is. And I'm sure we've all been there at some point. And it's not bad for these things to happen once. The thing is, when you keep doing it, it leads to this high stress zone. Stress is a good thing for us. But when we live in this stress zone, our hormones are affected and our lives and ultimately our well-being is affected. And we start to sabotage ourselves. And this just becomes a habit. It becomes a way of being. And right. so this, this habit of perfectionism, right? I would say the side effect is perfectionism becomes a habit and leads to negative behaviors and negative um, impacts in your personal life and in yeah. yourself in ways you don't even, like no one intends to do this. We don't wake up and say, I'm going to be a perfectionist. I'm going to have super high standards and stress myself out every day. Right. Just so I can please other people and maybe get a compliment that I'm not even going to accept because I'm too much of a perfectionist to accept. Because I don't think I'm worthy of it. I'm not worthy of it, right? Like it's <laughs> and, and like we think of this, we're like, this is stupid. Yes, we fall into the cycle. So it becomes a habit and it just doesn't help us. Right. And ultimately, like in your business, you are there to help people create beautiful moments, beautiful days, and beautiful experiences. Mm -hmm. And we want our clients to have this magic. And why not allow ourselves to experience that magic along the way? Like, what if we could take, what if you could just take three breaths in your day and just be like, holy crap, like this event is so beautiful. Like I, I put this together and, and give yourself a pat on the back, give yourself a high five. Right? Right. I've done a lot of work with kids. Kids will give themselves a pat on the back or a high five or a compliment. And we forget this ability to step into this childlike wonder and awe. Yeah. That's, and what if you could be a five-year-old going, wow, look at the sparkly lights. I know. We, we lose that as we get older and become yeah. adults in this crazy world. So such great stuff. So how do we release that pressure of perfection? Where do you start to, to release that? Yeah, I think part of it is really raising your awareness, right? Raise your awareness. What is perfectionism? Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to have this identity of a perfectionist or can I just have really high standards and realize that things are working out perfectly and the way they're supposed to. The way they're supposed to and not you're never going to please everybody. Nope. But recognize your perfection, even something as simple as like journaling about how you're incredible, how you're amazing and how you are perfect. Mm -hmm. Like even something like recognizing the good things about yourself before you go out to an event. Right. Remembering that this event is going to be perfect. You've put your time in, you've, you've done all the things, whatever comes to you, embrace it and everything is going to work out. Right. There will be learning lessons. You can there always is some later, right? They're there not always is. learning lessons. I have been doing this for over 30 years and I'm learning all the time. You know, just yeah. last year when COVID hit, I had to figure out what to do with my business. So we became a full virtual company and that was a whole lot of things, you know, there was a lot going on there. So, um, but that's really great. And um, 
there was something I was going to say, a point I wanted to make was, and I'll, it'll come back to me, but it was important that I wanted to share, but um, let's, let's go on. I think it's great. Yeah. So where do you start with this perfect perfection? Yeah. So I think realizing your self-image is not, it doesn't have to be an identity. Let go like physically or metaphysically, let go of this whole thing that you have to be a perfectionist. Find a name. Like I am beautiful. I am incredible. I am kind. I am a high achiever. I am like, I am in demand. Like find, find better ways to label yourself that actually do serve you. Right. And right. When, when you're looking at the labels, look at the labels you're giving yourself. Like are, are they moving you forward or are they hindering you? Because that's your self image and the identity you see. And that's actually one of your deepest unconscious belief systems. Yeah. And sometimes we're not getting into a whole um, whole lesson on the unconscious mind, but just to put it into perspective, the unconscious mind ingests 11 million bits of information per second. Wow. And it used to be less, but we have a lot more data coming at us these days. Your right. conscious mind, the one that you use for your logic, your reasoning, your processing, it, it processes about 128 bits of information per second. So there's a huge gap. And we make the choices we do consciously after we have a lot of filters that have cleared all this out based on our experiences, based on, based on um, the choices we've made, based on what people have said to us in our past, based on where we are in our life. Right. And what's really, really key is that you aren't responsible for your programming, but you are responsible for changing it. And your self-image is one of those deepest, most automatic programs that lives in your unconscious. And so just becoming aware of that, I think is a huge, huge thing. Right. Um, also the habits that you have, right? What are your habits of perfectionism? So recognizing the habits that go along with that identity, Mm -hmm. and making little changes. And sometimes we underestimate the power of the small stuff, but in your world, in, in the event planning world, the small stuff counts. I have a friend, I have a friend, they're a couple, a couple, they're photographers and my friend, they're Janet and Alan. They are, they just do beautiful things. They, they have this incredibly high standard and they want all of the people they work with to just have this feeling of, being rock stars, being the most important people in the world on their special days, whether it's a family portrait, whether it's a wedding, whether it's a headshot. Mm -hmm. right. And I remember whenever I'd go over there for dinner or for breakfast, she'd always put little things on the plate or arrange the fruit in just like the most beautiful way or cut it in a special way. I'm like, we're just coming for dinner. Like it yeah. wasn't like it was a special, we were there all the time. We can't help ourselves. She just, she just presented things and she's like, I just want to make things special. And so she had this standard. And so that was a great standard yet. It didn't, if she didn't do it, it wasn't the end of the world. Right. And it wasn't going to, you weren't even going to know. No. And, and, and so I think about how she was or why didn't she put that napkin out that, yeah. you know, well, you wouldn't even know. And that's what I always tell a lot of the planners. It's like, you know, listen, the audience doesn't know that it was supposed to be this way. As long as the client can deal with the change, you're going to be fine. And it's not the end of the world and you have to move on because it's, there are a lot of bigger things that could have gone wrong than something little, like, you know, whatever it was. So well, you, you know. you've got these details and the details, they do make the event. Yeah. But yes, there yes. are a lot of details you've already addressed. Like right. I was looking at one of your pages. I don't remember it, but somewhere along the pages, I saw this beautiful table set up with these goblets that were gorgeous. And you had rose petals like lined up in a beautiful yeah. line. I'm like, I've never seen roses on a table like that without the stems. And they were just, they were just, I was looking at them. I, I got goosebumps. It was just That's so sweet. incredible. And yeah. now I've got this vision of something I wouldn't have even considered. I'm like, roses belong in a vase, but you you've rocked my world and created a beautiful and special memory that I haven't even experienced other than looking at that photo. Right. And, and that's the thing you have to remember is because I've been doing this for so long, I take for granted what I know, what I've seen, you know, there's so many things and I'm always looking for new trends, which is hard because it's hard to, there's, it's, it's really difficult to find new things, but when you come up with them, it's really great. But, um, 
other people, you know, haven't experienced those things just because you have maybe. So, you know, those are the things that you want to think about. So I think that's really important. And you had mentioned something about you can't control it, but how you react to it is really uh, what we can control, right? So how I react to, you know, getting crazy about something because it wasn't perfect is what I have control over. So I try to remember that. Yeah. Okay, great. So tell me how you've released the pressure in your own life. Yeah, I think there is obviously the first thing was I definitely got rid of that label. I think the label of perfection is the fastest way to get out of perfectionist mode. Right. Uh, a couple of other simple things that I started doing is getting into a growth mindset. And perfectionists are in what we call a fixed mindset, but a growth mindset is one that is open to learning and learning the lessons and things. So instead of seeing them as failures, seeing them as the feedback and really looking for the lessons consciously. Another thing I, I really did is um, I started using the word yet. I don't have it. I don't have it yet. And when you add that word yet, it means it's coming. It's not, it's not fixed. It's not set in stone. Mm -hmm. And that was a big thing in the past where it's, it's like black or white, right? You right. Guilty or you don't feel guilty. Right? Right. You never feel worthy. Cancel, cancel, cancel that. Yeah. Um, really, really shifting that, adding the word yet, watching myself talk and adjusting my standards. And I think another really, really big thing was recognizing myself for the good things I was doing. I literally had to take a page and write it out because I couldn't actually say it out of my own mouth. It was so hard for me to compliment myself, yeah. for me to accept a compliment. It was always, I'd always deflect it. And when I realized that other people are complimenting me because it makes them feel good, it's not for my benefit. Right. right? You, like, you compliment people because you legitimately want to compliment them. When right. we got on this call, I was like, oh my gosh, Annette, your hair is like, you're, you're, you have my dream hair. And Everybody like, does that. Yeah, just to be nice. I literally said it because I just, I wanted you to know that you look fantastic today. Yeah, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. And it's so funny about the hair situation. So um, just because you brought it up and everybody that gets on does the same thing. And I'm used to it in my life. I, my hair has been like this since I was a baby. So I'm very blessed. And, um, you know, throughout my life, I, people would look at me and stare at me and I'd be getting so angry when I was young because I was like, what is your problem? <laughs> and I realized it was just, they were admiring my hair. And so yeah. I, I got used to that as I got older and now I just figure, oh, they're probably looking at my hair. So if I'm dating someone, I have to let them know, look, they're probably just admiring my hair. And every time someone comments, compliments it, I always feel like it's the first compliment I I'll, I ever got. And some days I'll get like five or six in a day. I don't know. It could be a good hair day. I don't know. But, uh, you know, in other times, and I do get it frequently and I'm very blessed, but I'm always, I always feel, and I recognize it because I want to feel that. I think it's great to feel that. And I recognize that I feel so great that they just complimented my hair, especially as you get older, you always want to be complimented. And I, you know, I, and then, you know, I say, yeah, it's, it's mine. It's all mine. And they're, then they're always like, oh my gosh, and there's this big whole conversation. So um, I, I, I think I, I love it. And I think it's important to recognize it and not um, be annoyed by it. I, I, it would be horrible if it ever stopped. So I think it's well, important. Keep, keep it up. It's, it's yeah. working for you. <laughs> and even on that note, it's like sometimes when we're not comfortable accepting compliments from right. others, we're, we wouldn't be comfortable accepting them from ourselves either. And right. so even something as simple as looking at yourself in the mirror and giving yourself compliments for physical things on your body, for emotional things in your body, for who you are as a person and, and looking at yourself from far away looking at yourself up close and really taking the time to appreciate who you are as a person, who you are as a human being in a physical body. That's something that can be very uncomfortable. It's something I assign to a lot of people um, in different ways, depending on who I'm working with. However, so often we don't take the time to acknowledge ourselves. Yeah. I know. And Dr. JC says, when we do our best, the universe does the rest. And that's so true. Yeah. I, that's really, really great. Okay. So good. So um, who do you look, um, who do 
a lot of work with, you do a lot of work with the universal law. Yeah. Um, it's a bit out there for some. What is really, and what is really, and how can it work to help you create a better life, a better reality? Yeah. So universal law, I think this is really, really cool because there, we, we think of laws, right? We think of when a lot of us can relate to science, but if you ever heard of spiritual laws or universal laws, you might think that's woo. -woo. It's like law of attraction. Ooh, it's the stuff out there where the people that meditate at the yoga retreats talk about. Yet we are attracting things all the time and we're always working with these laws in one way or another. But universal law is, um, a law is something that is the same for every person. It will work the same for every person in every place all the time, no matter where they are in the world. So one physical law we can relate to is the law of gravity. So I have a pen, right? If I take this pen and I drop it, it's going to drop here in Toronto. If you took a pen and let it go, it would drop in New York. It would do the same in Australia. It would do the same in the UK. It would do the, like, if we drop a pen, it's going to drop. That's, that's a law. And so it works the same way. And when we start to understand things like universal law, these are just, these are just guidelines as to how the universe works. They're universal principles that guide how we operate, how we operate as humans, how, how energetically we can work with ourselves and with one another to move forward in life. So I'm going to use the law of attraction and vibration just because a lot of people are familiar with it and they think it's the be all end all. Okay. It's nice. like law of attraction, that which you focus on, you attract. Okay. So I focus on something, I get it. Yay. Okay. That's yeah. That makes sense. If you right. focus on all the bad things, I, if you went into an event thinking about every bad thing that could go wrong, I promise you a lot of bad things are going to go wrong. If you go into an event thinking about all the good things that can go right, some bad things will go wrong, but they, they're not going to really impact you. They're not going to impact the event and the event's going to be a huge success. So that's a secondary law. What precedes that is something called the law of vibration. So if you understand how to work with the law, the law of vibration says everything in the world vibrates. Everything has a vibrational frequency, whether it's the pen, whether it's this computer, this Zoom screen, whether it's, um, whether it's the lights that we have in front of us, whether it's our cell phones, whatever we have around us, there's a vibrational frequency. And we can also have vibrational frequencies with our emotions. And so if you are emotionally vibrating something that's not serving you, you're going to attract more of that emotion, right? So it's right. so important to really, really notice your vibrational frequency. Yeah, I, it's so, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's, yeah. it's so, you know, if I hear somebody saying something negative, I always, and it's probably not a good thing to do, but I try to get them to say it in a different way, in a more positive way. Because I, I am such a, it, I get strongly affected by someone saying something negative because I feel like you're putting it in the universe and that's going to happen. And mm -hmm. so I am kind of funny about that because honestly, I feel like if I'm if I'm staying positive, even though you know I, I've got this little birdie over here telling me that it's not going to turn out like that, and it might be the negative because we tend to go in that direction as humans. Um, I try to stay in the positive, and it it really does help, and it has helped me in my business and go with my gut. I'm I'm always about the gut, so um, it's such great advice, and I, I totally agree with you. So what are the top mental blocks you find in entrepreneurs that limit their success? And this is probably great because I have a lot of, like I said, vet and wedding planners who want to start their own businesses, but they are stuck and they're scared, you know, so it is a, a scary place to go. So I'd love you to speak on what are some mental blocks. Yeah, I think probably the biggest thing is, like you said, people are wanting to do it, but they're scared because they let the noise in. Yeah. Okay. Mental block is you let the noise in. You don't put your earmuffs on. I don't, right. I saw it in a movie somewhere, earmuffs, earmuffs. It was when, when <laughs> children were swearing earmuffs, earmuffs, right? Yeah. Put the kid. And I, and I, I thought of that, that I'm like, we need to put our earmuffs on more of the time because when you want something more than anything, if you legitimately in your heart and soul feel so passionate, 
you need to tune out what other people are telling you. Because unless they've been there before, unless they've actually done it and done it successfully, chances are they're not qualified. And why let them stomp on your parade? Yeah. One of the things that we, we really encourage is only tell people the goals that you have and dreams and desires if they're, if you're like 150% certain that they're going to support you. Otherwise, don't tell them. Only tell people that are going to actually help you move ahead. Because if you let that noise in, you're going to self-doubt. You're going to step into that self-doubt and not even try. And th- there's nothing bad about starting and failing. I'm sure you've had many failures in your times of business, many. right? Like many ups and downs. And you wouldn't trade them in because it's led you to where you are today. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's led me to to teach others, right? So I teach a program on how to um, start an event planning business without spending a lot of money. And um, it's, I, you know, I made those mistakes along the way. So I want others not to make those mistakes. So um, yeah, it's, you. but you're all going to, it's, if you don't make the mistakes, you're not going to learn and make it, make you a better person. So yeah, I really, it, it's, it's, I think it's just impossible for us not to make mistakes. Right. So yeah. Well, it it, Thomas Edison said, if we did all the things we thought or we were capable of, we'd astound ourselves yeah. and we, we need to take more time and actually schedule time to dream. Imagine what if, right. Okay. Cultivate that dream that you have. And that's another thing, like the second thing I would say that's preventing a lot of like a roadblock is they don't take the time to dream. They're just in the doing, doing, doing mode. Mm-hmm. Like they don't actually take the time to dream and go, well, you know, maybe I don't have the money, but what if I, what if I could find another way? What if I could work with someone like Annette? And I think this is, this is something that we, um, we don't often think about. Like when you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're basically signing up for to be a student for life right you're you're you're, you are always going to have to find mentors to work with you are always going to have to find people to guide you unless you want to be viciously independent and do it yourself but then you're going to take 30 40 50 years to maybe figure it out and maybe be successful however when you go to mentors like you that have actually done it that can guide you i mean you can cut people's time in half or even in a yeah. even less because yeah. you've done it. I it's- did it. Well, that's just what I did. I started my business late in life. So I, w- I didn't have time to figure it out through my 20s or 30s. So I hired a coach and I have had a coach all along um, the process. I'm 12 years now into my business, but um, and I always have a coach and you should always have a coach because yeah. it's, it's, I could not have gotten through because, you know, you have different levels and stages of your business that you go through, but, um, it's, it's amazing. I can't do it by myself. And I have, you know, networking and groups of people that support me and you need, a you need support around you when you're running a business because it's, you know, this up and down roller coaster is very stressful and it's very hard. So I have been so blessed with so many amazing people in my life, but I've also gone out and, and looked and was open to receiving that, which is, I think is really important is, you know, I'm, I can't know it all. And I don't want to know it all. I want, I want to delegate it to other, other things that I don't know to other people. And I think that's really important. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that you touched on. So mental blocks, I just want to review them. So the first one was don't let the noise in. Second one, take time to dream. Third is work with the right people, like open yourself up to mentorship. And also, um, you, you touched on something I wasn't going to mention. What, what, what did you just say? Um, being open being to open. receiving it. Being open to receiving it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think another thing is don't confuse effort with results. Right. And so often we are waiting for the results to happen. However, we, we plant these seeds, we plant these seeds, we plant these seeds, we plant these seeds in our mind and in our world. And these seeds take time to nurture. And sometimes it takes a little longer for some seeds to nurture than for others. However, when, if you don't see the results yet, that doesn't mean you aren't moving in that direction. You've got to keep putting effort in until the results show up. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to work hard. It means put the effort in so you can have the dream that you desire. And you have to be consistent. Yeah. You can't just market out something and market yourself and walk away for a month and decide when, you know, come back and like, well, nobody contacted me. It doesn't work like that. Unfortunately, you have to be consistent and you have to be visible to grow your business. 
Um, and so I think, you know, that's, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's way better doing it for myself than for somebody else and making money for somebody else. You know, I love my freedom. It's the freedom is amazing. You know, I don't have to go in the commute and all that stuff that goes with working for somebody else is never, is, is never fun. So mm-hmm. do you want to touch any more on, on those lessons or those um, points? Um, I think one other thing that ties into what we've been talking about is something called like it's one of the universal laws, the law of cause and effect, but also you've got to, you've got to put the cause out to get the effect. And your job is to do the doing to get the result. Right. Okay. Sometimes we're like, we always keep looking for the result, but if you keep doing the doing, like you said, if you keep doing the visibility, if you are consistent with your marketing, if you are constantly reaching out to people that might actually be a need of your services and you do that consistently, if you are constantly doing the right activities in a great spirit, the effect, the results you're looking for are going to take care of themselves. It's just a matter of time. And I think this is a mental block. It's like, well, I, I did the one Facebook post and it didn't work, just like you mentioned. But that actually is a universal law. You've got to put the cause out consistently so that the effect can manifest. Right. And your job is just to keep doing those causes so the effect can happen. Right. And you can't force the effect. You've yeah. got to let it happen. So if anyone's taking notes, write the words LET in capital L-E-T. You, you put out the cause, you do the work, and then you let it happen. Yep. You let go and let God. And it, you have faith that it's like, yeah, this is going to work out. And I'm going to keep right. getting up and keep doing it the next day. Yeah. And even if I lost like a big job, which I've lost several big jobs along the way, I've gotten several really great jobs, you know, many mm-hmm. great jobs, but yeah. I've lost, you know, there's, there's always that, oh gosh, I really want this one and I didn't get it. Um, but I always felt that it was, I wasn't ready for that yet. I wasn't ready for that big job, whatever that was. Right. So, um, and you know, other stuff comes along and it takes you in the right direction. I feel like, you you know, you're going to go in the direction you're supposed to go and things are supposed to happen the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So when we first met, we were talking about language and how you can use the power of words to change your experience. Tell me more about this. Yeah, I think we we talked about everything you believe is true, right? If you believe something's not going to work out, it ain't going to work out. Right. If you have full faith that it's going to work out, it will. And everything you believe is true. And we, we sometimes think beliefs are like in our head. However, everything you say is true. And we were talking about vibration. And the cool thing is every time you say something, like you can actually, if you put your hand on your chest, or even on your throat, you can feel the vibrations as you're talking. And we forget that speech is a vibration. And so everything you say, whether you are pretending it's real or not, it's like deflecting that compliment. If you actually deflect it and say it, that's really indicating a deeper belief system. And so the words you say matter Because when they're spoken, it's even stronger than just you thinking it in your head. It's even stronger than you just writing it. And so it's so important to speak your truth. Say it how you want it. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't need. Yes, you do need that. Right. Don't don't negate it. Um, I think one of the things Canadians tend to do a lot is it's like, um, how are you today? Oh, not too bad. (laughs) Americans generally say it a little more clearly. Oh, I'm great. Oh, I'm doing wonderful. But in Canada, oh, not too bad. We have the double negative. We don't even say it how we want it. That's so funny. It's it's hilarious. And when you think of it from a linguistic perspective, it doesn't make sense. However, we're not even being accurate with what we want and we're deflecting it before it starts. So saying it how you mean it, the power of your words matter. And Um, even just some simple things that you use in your speech can have a different impact in the unconscious mind, right? We said it has your unconscious ingests 11 million bits of information per second, whereas your conscious mind only processes 128. So the rest of it goes into a filter. And sometimes it's like when someone is saying something to you and you're like, I don't know why I don't really feel good about it. It's because your unconscious is really smart. It's understanding something you consciously aren't perceiving in that moment. So things like the words, the word, but 
I want to, but mm. well, as soon as you say the word, but it negates everything before it. So it's almost like you're lying to yourself or lying to the other person. Right. Which we don't think that's a big deal because we learn it in grade one and two and three to like link our sentences together. <laughs> exactly. Simply, and simply, and I just said it, right? And simply replacing the word, but with and, and. Mm -hmm. is so powerful because it keeps it congruent for the unconscious mind. So instead of saying, but say, and yeah. so you're saying what you mean, unless you're saying it very intentionally. Right. Yeah. Right. That's such great advice. So how are uh, some of the ways the brain processes language? Yeah. So this is, um, so going back to, going back to all those filters, the brain really is, it stores all of our memories. It stores all of our experiences. And based on our experiences and emotions, it takes them and it filters them out. It filters them through language. It filters them through what, um, it, like what we experienced, what we saw, and what we felt at any point in our lives, right from utero. So we don't even think that's important, but you know how some moms put the little earbuds or the sound machines on their bellies? It's because the baby can actually hear and they, they can ingest everything going on in their world, even though we don't feel it. Uh, even a pregnant mother can her emotions and her thoughts are being translated into that baby. And we, we sometimes don't think of the impact of that, but your yeah. brain is processing things all the time and it represses memories with unresolved negative emotion, but it brings them up when it thinks it can handle them. Mm -hmm. And so our unconscious mind is really, really intelligent. And so it will take the path of least resistance, okay? So your unconscious will take the path of least resistance and it wants to work with the principle of least effort. And so whatever is easy for it, whatever is simple for it, whatever it likes the sound of, it's gonna jump into. And so the, the more simple, the more straightforward we can keep things, the more the more natural that actually is for us as human beings. And sometimes we forget it because it, it goes back to that immigrant working hard, right? Yeah. We work hard. Yes. And yes, there is effort. However, it's our nature as humans to work with the principle of least effort. We want things to be as easy as possible. And when we can start accepting those things and allowing those things to happen. So even the word allowing mm -hmm. is a very easy word. Don't make it happen. Allow it to happen. Right. Let it happen. Right. Um, you Say it how you want it. Don't process the negatives. Um, you tune into symbols. The unconscious loves symbols. And so when you have language think about the language you're using and the symbols they represent for you. Because the symbols that one word will represent, like if I even say the color blue, the color blue is going to mean something different to me versus my client versus you versus the person in the other room. Right. I worked with a client this morning and she didn't even know she had a symbol of water. And we were talking about some of her old memories and she's like, wow, some of my best memories are around water. And, and, and she, they, they came flooding to her, yet she didn't even know that water was a good symbol for her. Right. So really look at the symbolic meaning of some of the language that you do use um, because it's going to be more powerful. And as soon as you attach a picture to your words, that's when it becomes juicy. That's when it becomes really concrete. That's when it becomes a part of you viscerally. Mm -hmm. And the unconscious lives in every cell of the body. Right. And you have a lot of cells. And so every time you see a picture, it's, it's so powerful. So for you, you, you create beautiful images through your events. Like your events are just a fairy tale. Right. So they, that's why standing and taking a picture for yourself, take a mental picture of what you did. Take three seconds, take 17 seconds to just stand and look at what you've created and create that mental picture for yourself. Yeah. And yeah. reinforce it. Such great information. I could listen to you all day, but we're coming down in the hour here. Um, but it's such great stuff. Thank you so much for sharing. And I just want to wrap up like on this perfectionist 
piece of this. Yeah. Um, what can we, what's some, what advice can we do to kind of make it simple and not um, put ourselves in that state of perfectionism and, and, and what, you know, what advice do you have for us to make it kind of something simple that we can start with? Take a breath and let it out because breathing, you have to go in and out and do that a couple times. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. And then And even now it's uncomfortable to take time and not keep talking, right? Yeah, yeah. Take a few breaths. Recognize the good and say, I've done enough. And that is good. Yeah. And it's I've good. done enough. It's going to work out. Enough it's is good enough. enough. Yeah, it's good enough. It's all good. Yeah, I totally agree. So totally. simple, but I think just really stepping into that. I've done enough. Yeah. What I've done is great. Recognize the good that you have done. And just take it down to the bare basics. Perfect. Recognize what you've already done, the, the good yeah. that you've done. Recognize the good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Larissa. It's been awesome. Where can we find? Where can our audience find you? Okay. So we are uh, My Abundance Academy on Instagram, and we have an Unleash Your Abundance Facebook page. And I mean, I am all over social media and um, I can, I can certainly provide you some links if, if people are interested in reaching out to, to connect for more information. I, um, one of the things that we've recently put out is a series of eight questions that can radically transform your life and that can really help you tune into your abundance and prosperity mindset. And I think when you ask yourself good questions, you get good answers. Just like right. when you recognize the good, you get the good outcome. And so I'd be happy to send that over to you so you can provide that to your people. So we did post um, a link to your Facebook group and we've okay. also posted the link to your website in the chat. Awesome. So you guys can find her there. But also you have a book, right? You're um, a stop procrastinating your life away. Discover the secrets to more time, money and freedom. And yes. is that coming out? Is it out or it's on its way? It's on its way. March oh, 2022. Oh, March that's exciting. Is this yeah. your first book? It's my, well, it's the first one that will be published. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. congratulations. That's a big deal. That's yeah. it's I'm really of, looking forward to it. Yeah. That's been in the back of my mind to do something. I have enough blogs. I could write a book, but I have had enough experience to write a book, but I haven't done that yet. So that's exciting. So you'll definitely have to share it with us so that we can share it out to everybody. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and get your book. So I'm excited. So thank you so much, Larissa. Thank you everyone for joining us. We will be back again next week and have a fantastic day. Thank Talk you for having me. Bye. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.